Motiversity family, it's Marcus Taylor. And I want to thank you for tuning in to the Motivation Daily Podcast by Motiversity, one of the top 50 podcasts in the world. If you enjoy listening to Motiversity and this podcast, you need to download the Mindset Daily Motivation app. On it, you'll gain access to thousands of motivational speeches, including Motiversity's and mine. And now, with the new Mindset Alarm feature, you can start each day with purpose, waking up to powerful audios like this one. You may be average, you may be ordinary, but you have the opportunity every single day to make extraordinary decisions. And what you do today will determine your future. To download Mindset, just go to MindsetApp.com or search for Mindset Daily Motivation on the Apple or Google Play Store and listen to motivational speeches while getting ready for the day. Click the link to download Mindset now and get ready to transform your life. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're playing a role, if you're wearing a mask, if you're dressed in clothes that are not yours, then you end up living a life that's not yours. The reason why I start with identity is because I think that's the root of all our challenges. When you fake being someone for so long, you think it's your reality. And that's what happens to all of us. We play a role at work, we play a role at home, we play a role with our family, we play a role with our friends, and then we think that role is us. And we lose ourselves. And to me, that is the core reason why we're chasing things that are not important to us. We're unhappy despite reaching accolades and we feel dissatisfied. 
Our identity should start with unlearning everything that we think we know about ourselves. So the best method of unlearning is this. The first thing you do is write down everything you currently are chasing in your life. Write them down. You yeah. can write down three, you can write down five, you can write down 10, depending on how ambitious you are. Second line, ask yourself, what is the source of that? Where did you get that idea? Did you get that idea from a TV show you saw? Did you get that idea from your parents? Did you get that idea from your mom and your dad, your sister, your cousin? Did you get that idea because your friend just got proposed to on Instagram? Mm. Did you get that idea because your friend just got promoted? Did you get that idea because you just broke up? Or did you get that idea because you just feel it when you do it, that you feel alive? And then the third thing you ask yourself yeah. is, well then what is mine? What is coming from inside of me? And if you just do that three-step process, now what you're doing is you're filtering out the noise and you're starting to listen to your voice. The thing is, you've got a voice inside of you, but yeah. it's quiet. It's like, it's like Jay, like, take note of me, like Lewis, right, like, right, you right. know? And it's just like trying to get through and the noise of everyone else's opinions is so loud. One of the biggest mistakes we make is that we confuse inexperience with being unqualified. So because we've not tried a lot of things, we just naturally believe that we can't be that good at them. So if I've never spoken on a stage, I just think, oh, I'm probably not good at that. Or if I've never played golf, I'd probably think, oh, I'm probably not good at that. And so we start writing off things without even trying them. Take the next month, Take the next four weekends in the month, that gives you eight days, and get really tactical. Every single day, go join a course, an online course, a workshop, go and shadow a friend, go to a seminar, a conference, go to reading a book, listen to a podcast. Go and expose yourself to eight different things in a month. And guess what, in a month, you will have learned what you probably would have learned in eight years, because most of us test one new thing a year. And this is how you have to see it. So you're gonna say, did I like it? The second question you ask yourself is, why did I? or why did I not like it? And the third question you have to ask yourself really, really simply is, do I want to do it again? The way I see it is that competition in and of itself is not good or bad. For me, when I was writing my book, and of course I want my book to be a best-selling book. Of course I want my podcast to do well. Of course, we don't do anything for it to be last. Like no one does that. But what I do know is that when I'm creating, when I'm producing, when I'm writing, that's all I'm doing. See, the truth is that only 2% of the world's population can multitask. And the truth is there is no such thing as multitasking. What it is, is fast switching between two tasks. So yes. the quality is just dropping. And yeah. so what I'm saying is that when you're sitting here going, this needs to be number one, you are reducing that thing's ability to be number one because it now yeah. doesn't have your full focus. Right. So, so that's the difference maker, that you can want to be number one, there's nothing wrong with that, but you can't keep comparing what number one is to someone else's goal too, because everyone's got a different trajectory. Like there are some people that are kind of come in and do really well at one thing and you're gonna do really well at another, and that's why competition has to first be in your space. Mm. Like don't compete in a space that's not yours, right. because now you're just trying to be someone else again and you get a lost identity. in identity. A exactly. The challenge is that we think things come with feelings and emotions, and guess what they don't. When you think that I'm chasing money, guess what, you will get money. Yep. And that's great, money is really important. Money is a really important resource. But guess what, money's not now gonna fill that gap, that void, that feeling, that emotion that you're missing in your life. To love and be loved. Like that is the need of humanity. 
to love and be loved. And when we don't experience that, we then start looking for status. We then start looking for money. Then we then start looking for recognition. What we crave in life is what we did or didn't get from our parents. What our parents did give us is what we continue to crave. What they didn't give us is what we continue to crave. So you'll find that most people's love languages that they chase are things that their parents didn't give them. So I talk about how we fear the wrong things. So most of us are fearful of how our friends are reacting, what's happening on social media, and what's the random bit of news that we heard. None of it is fact-based. That's one of the biggest issues it's that we have. It's worry-based. It's worry-based, and it's also imagination-based. So we become fiction writers. We've all watched too many movies. Now we start writing the scary movies yes. in our head of what may happen. So our imagination, and Seneca said it best, we suffer twice. One in reality and one in imagination. Mm. You can look at the news right now and you can get scared straight away and get in complete freeze mode, feeling stuck, paralyzed, whatever it is, because what you're now doing is you're creating a story of what's going to happen. And that story, again, can be used positively. So your story may actually be true. But if it's gonna be true, now you can prepare. And that shifts you away from being scared because now you're preparing. Yes. And so the real You can be answer, confident because you prepared. Exactly. And so we should be shifting our fear energy into preparation energy. Because what fear does is it keeps you locked there, mm. right? We just feel stuck. The thing is to get really close to that fear. So what we usually do embrace is it. embrace it, get close to it, get intimate with it. Yeah. We run away from fear. We like to run away and go, oh, it's not coming with me. And Or what we do is we hear one thing and we define the whole understanding of our fear based on that one thing. Yes. So it's like someone, and I'll give you a normal example in a normal life scenario. Yes. Someone says to you in the office, you know that, you know that they're going to cut a few people. And you don't even check. You don't even know. Real? And is now it... you just made it real and now you're running with it and you're trying to run away from it. So you're trying to avoid conversations with your boss. You're trying to avoid any conflict. You're trying to, you know, you're just, you're just, you're just trying to avoid it. And so actually what you need to do is go, okay, let me actually discover that fear. Let me go intimate with that fear. Let me ask myself, where's that fear coming from? What am I really scared of? What am I really scared of? Am I really scared of losing my job? Am I scared of not having any money? What am I really scared of? And when you get to the root, and I call it the why ladder in the book. Mm -hmm. So it's asking yeah. yourself, what am I scared of? And then go, why am I scared of this? Why am I scared of this? Why am I scared of this? And when you can't ask why any longer, you've got to the answer and that's what you have to deal with. Most of us are not dealing with what we're actually scared of. I believe self-doubt is the killer of dreams. And I believe that, and you have this amazing graph in here. It's about ego versus self-esteem. How do we build self-belief, self-esteem, self-confidence while also not allowing our ego to be so big and think we can just do anything? How do we balance ego and self-confidence so they don't hurt each other? Yeah, absolutely. And, and what we experience most of the time is extremes. So the two extremes that most of us experience are either I have to think I'm the best, yes. I'm the best in the world, I can, do I can crush anyone, <laughs> like I'm like gonna show everyone what I'm like, or most of us experience the other extreme which is I'm the worst. Mm. I'm the stupidest, I'm the dumbest, I'm the most worthless, I'm the biggest loser. Notice how that's both ego. Mm, the really? Ego, yes. Why is the negative So ego? the ego wants to be the best of the best or the ego wants to be the worst of the worst. The ego won't accept being in the middle.
Real confidence comes from knowing your strengths and going all in on them. Your confidence does not come from just standing up the right way or just saying the right stuff to yourself. Body like, language only. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's important. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in all of that, but what I'm saying is that that doesn't build real confidence. Yeah. Real confidence comes from thinking, I'm really good at this, I know I can do this, and I love doing it. And, it, and really, this is the most important bit. Confidence comes from serving other people. When you see the impact you have on others, and this is the biggest issue, the reason why we have such low self-esteem today in the world is because people are not serving others. Why, why is that? Like, why are we still focused on self as opposed to service? It's conditioned. It's conditioned, right? I've, I've said this before that we're wired for generosity, but we're educated for greed. As we get older, we're told there are finite numbers of how many kids get made on the basketball or baseball team. Yes. We're told there's we're a limited. finite number of college spaces. We're told there's a finite number of how many tickets there are. We're told there's a finite number of people that are successful. Guess what? In the theater of happiness, there are infinite and unlimited seats. There is a seat with your name on it in the theater of dreams, in wow. the theater of happiness, but you think that because you think that there are only a hundred people allowed in, that if someone else makes it before you, that you don't get in. And guess what? Is there a cap on how many billionaires there are in the world? No. No. Is there a cap on how many millionaires there are in the world? No. no. Is there a cap on how many happy people there are in the world? No. no. And that's why I really am encouraging Forbes. I want Forbes, forget printing a rich list, happiness print a happy list, list. Wow. print a service list, print wow. a list of who is serving. We should serving, do that. We should do who that. Who is serving the most in the world? Wow. Right? That'll, be, that'll be competition to based. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I gave more than you yeah, gave. And that's why it should be service based on time, energy, and money. Because we should start showing how much time people give, how much energy people give. Mother Teresa, I don't think she gave any money to her charities. Right. But she gave a lot of time and energy. Yeah. You know, you look at all the people who made a change in the world, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, like they may not have given a lot of money to stuff. Yeah, they you, gave time and energy. You don't have to give resources, but your resourcefulness, your love, your time, love that. your focus, your attention, your compassion. Love that. Uh, you know, yeah. resourcefulness of the, of the heart, not of the wallet, I think is love key. Love that. And you don't need to have a lot of money to make a big impact.